on the internet it is four heads podcast baby mm. we're live we're coming but we're not live I and mean, we're live right now <laughs> person but we're we're recording but you know you know how it rolls anyway boy alongside with the one and only brennan sideshow brand new casters for the overwatch league so proud and yeah. we have a returning face reinforced to the desk what a year <laughs> oh my god i'm so happy I'm so happy. Justice. We're all killing it. The year of justice. You know? <laughs> the year of Washington justice. The year of hooking and wilking. Huh? No. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Go on. The, the last Go on. names are Hook and Wilkinson. I don't know. I'm just. So oh, you're trying to make verbs in. out of our surnames. Verbs, yeah. I thought just... you were calling Brenna Hooker. I can't say. Oh, I mean. Yeah, well, that was the joke I was going for, and then I didn't get there, and I just went for fucking Peter Pan or some shit. I don't really <laughs> have for that. Uh, first and foremost, just want to let everyone know thank you so much for, uh, if you're coming back, thank you for checking us out again. 2020 is going to be the year of the forehead. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> make sure you continue to subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, rate and leave a review on iTunes. Also follow on Spotify. Uh, we want to hear from you. As you guys know, we like to read, read the reviews from the people who leave them and we'll get into a few in a little bit. Um, I mean, do we want to get into them right now or? Oh yeah. Wanna... Fuck it. Yeah. All right. Let's cool. do it. Let's so... read some reviews of people that spent their Christmas writing reviews for us while we weren't even <laughs> so on, broadcasting. On, on December 24th, uh, an individual. What was the last episode we did? Oh, Lord knows. I thought, uh, like, 2017? If uh, I had to December guess. December 13th, 2019. December and the 13th. title was Word Test in Deserted Mansions. Oh, yeah. We were just hanging out in the Philadelphia Fusion House. Oh, We've yeah, actually got yeah. a brand new oh, deserted yeah. mansion that me and Bren are in right now. We're trying to make it less and less deserted as the days go on. But it started out that way. So this review is from The Living Spirit. This was on Christmas Eve, by the way. And it said... This podcast played a pivotal role in the healing of my brain. Back in August, I suffered a minor concussion. I was told by my doctor to avoid any media of any kind that strains your eyes. Naturally, I went looking for podcasts when I stumbled upon the foreheads. I was initially not too sold on it. Two Brits with virtually indistinguishable voices, a washed Overwatch pro turned analyst, and some boomer with a fixation on poop-related stories. Surely not talking (laughs) about me. I don't know who they're they talking surely, about. They surely, pocket. They surely <laughs> couldn't make an interesting podcast, right? Wrong. 
As the vast wisdom of these four intellectual beings began to unfold before me, the synapses of my damaged brain began to fire with renewed vigor. My injured cranium swelled with newfound knowledge. I was remade by this perfect dichotomy of equal parts brilliance and Papega. What we really have here is a podcast of Joshua, quote-unquote, Sideshow Wilkinson, the fast-talking Brit forged in familial mockery into one of the <laughs> sharpest minds in esports today. Brennan, quote-unquote, Bren Hook, the Brito maker, the Brengi, the man unafraid to share an unpopular opinion and ready to back it with solid arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, quote-unquote, Golden Boy Mendez, national treasure, he missed the global icon, an iconic brainchild of esports and wrestling, and Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> together, together they are the foreheads. Join them in meandering through topics entirely unrelated to their areas of expertise as they take you through enriching discussions wrought with brain-expanding brilliance, wheezing laughter, mental gymnastics brought on by raw papega and the inevitable conclusion that all evil in this modern world stems from ai <laughs> this is the podcast you never knew you wanted nay the podcast you never knew you needed hashtag eat the rich wow i mean oh. they summed up everything there didn't they they wow. even got in the, was the little dig on johnny <laughs> bro that's so good and John, I didn't expect that. I was like, I was waiting for the quotes. I was like reading it as I was going along. That was good shit. Oh, it's fucking mayhem, right? They're the yeah. origin of that meme. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, the Florida mayhem. The, they yeah. might do all right this year as well. You won't even be able to get your revenge on the desk. <laughs> so thank you so much. Make sure you leave a, a review, guys, if you want. We'll read it in the next episode, uh, which we will because we're back, baby. We are back. It feels weird to be back. It does. I've just been on a pilgrimage for the Well, life. I was going to say, you know, eat, pray, love is a thing, and you just decided to do all of that. You dyed your hair and you went to Asia. You're living the LA life. What yeah. is what is eat, pray, love? You never seen eat, pray, love? No, I've is never it a movie? I, didn't, I just I just uh, accepted it, and I was is like, that, I'm not going to ask. It's that book about a, a lady who goes to uh, to India to try and find herself. Oh, and she eats, she prays, and she loves. Yeah, sure. I definitely I didn't find myself. Too, but you didn't find yourself. I did not find myself. What did you find? Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start from the beginning. Where did you go first? Mm. Went to Seoul. Wait, can we, can we just kind of set the idea of how ridiculous this trip even was to begin with? He, he knew that the Overwatch League had to get visas... And had to get him back in order to do casting work on February like sixth. That was when we were setting off. That was the Thursday in which we had to set off for the homestand. And so he booked a trip to Asia to return back on the fourth, the fifth. Yeah, on the fourth. On the fourth. Like, and just... the crazy shit is, you may not have been able to make it. Yeah, because unfortunately, yeah. the 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 coronavirus pandemic that's going on right now. Like, okay. dude, that holy so, shit. Let me give you the background. I went up to my boss, our boss, not you, Golden Boy. But <laughs> not three of our Golden Boy doesn't have a boss other than Cynthia. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I'll show him on my table. Go ahead. But, uh, and I said to him, I want to go to Korea. I'm going to book a trip to Korea. What date should I book? And the answer I got was, oh, I just book it. <laughs> so i just booked it i booked it for the uh the 
uh, 5th of January until the 4th of February. And I left the UK. I was in the UK for like two to three weeks. It sucked. I couldn't wait to leave. I like seeing my friends and my family, but aside from that, the UK is, you know, kind of shit. I had a a lot of fun when I was over there. I enjoyed it. Where I live is beautiful. It's a little segment of paradise. God's own country up in Yorkshire. Come come to Gloucester. No. And and say that. So, yeah. Did you go to the grill? I went to the grill many times, actually. Many times. It's, It's as good as I remember it. The only good cuisine that you can find in Gloucester, really. Apart from the Nepalese chef, but we'll get into that another day. The uh, <laughs> I left to go to Korea, uh. and I was like, "All right, cool." Um, immediately, just kind of dunked into a completely different culture and world, and I had done no research on Korea whatsoever. I just went there, and I was like, "I'm just going to figure this out." And I booked an Airbnb super last minute. And Jaws gave me some good advice. He like told me how to get the transport card, which I didn't end up using until five days into my trip because I didn't. Uh, I was too scared. I was too too panicked. <laughs> subway system, so I was like, I didn't want to use it. So you walked but, everywhere for five days. No, 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 no. I got a taxi first oh. to my to my place, and I had to like kind of fucking <clears throat> do that thing where I showed him the thing on the map, and he was like, "Oh, okay," and then he took me there on a taxi. I got there. The the Airbnb I booked was a 24-hour restaurant and bar called called the Richard Copycat in Itaewon. And Itaewon is the region of Seoul that is just foreigner central because yeah. there used to be an American military base there. Mm-hmm. So it's all foreigner central. And I go there and I go into this <clears throat> bar when it's packed with people because I just landed. And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Airbnb. And they're like, oh, which one are you? And they show me a piece of paper. I have to point to my name. And I'm like, okay, follow me. And I go through the, the back stairs, up and around, walking up. I walk into what I feel like is about to be a scene out of Saw. Because <laughs> the, we're, we're walking into the basement of an apartment mm. building. It's so, I can't, how do I describe it? We walk out of the back of the restaurant, through the back of the restaurant, in an area where you're not really supposed to be into the basement of an apartment that's uphill behind the lights are flashing on and off nope. on and off like this and i'm like oh my fucking god <laughs> i'm like uh, am i gonna get murdered i don't even know but i i drag my bag up and eventually get into my room it's very nice very lovely but the, the trouble with drinking every day is uh, <laughs> <laughs> the trouble with drinking every day because I, we'd I, only I got to day one and now we're just making apartment. the assumption that you got hammered every day. Yeah. yeah. I get into my apartment. I unpack. It's lovely. It's got a bed. It's got a shower. It's got a little kitchen, which I never used. Um, and it's, it's, it's fantastic. But I met up with Seth and Wolf and we're drinking. And I meet up with them the second day. We're drinking. And the third day, and we're drinking. And the trouble with literally consuming alcohol every day is that your mental health just goes, woo! <laughs> and all this, all this shit I was doing... To help my mental health, like going to the gym, eating healthily, I wasn't doing at all. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't eating healthily. So oh, the God. things that normally mitigate this, that would allow me to just live this degen lifestyle, <laughs> were not there. So my mental health just went foot down, straight down <laughs> into the fucking gutter. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you saw, I was posting sad boy tweets. Yeah, you were. Wrong. Fucking time. <laughs> 
I was so depressed that first week that I was in Korea. So incredibly depressed. So depressed. I didn't leave my room for one day for 24 hours. I just slept for 24 hours in the dark of my room. So the, for the first week, all you were doing was getting really drunk and being sad. Mm, yeah. Sounds like one hell of a trip. <laughs> See, I, I have the opposite experience at least the past week because, man, I've been drinking a lot this year already. And I've just, I missed everyone because everyone went home. Like I was in Sweden and like I missed you guys so much. You weren't in L.A. And I was kind of just hanging out in L.A. by myself with Kurt. <laughs> And some nights I was just like, Kurt, we're, we're going to Furley's because I need to socialize and drink. <laughs> and now I've just been having so many drinks the past week that I, I just I just embraced all this social experience. And my mental health is just like over the moon. Like I unlocked <laughs> something in myself from drinking. I, I can't explain it. That's I feel so, like a different person. It's so interesting. But that didn't happen to me. the exact opposite happened but i i tried to fix it and i was like okay i was like hype i was gassing myself up in my apartment i was like all right here's what you're gonna do it at this point my sleeping pattern fucked because i've been just sleeping all day so i was up at 3 a.m and i was like i'm hungry i gotta eat i don't want to eat in a 24-hour restaurant that my airbnb is attached to because that's a little bit weird so I started searching online for 24-hour restaurants, and I find one, and it says it's, it doesn't say it's 24 hours. I search a list of places to eat, and a place comes up, and it was like, this place is really good for side dishes. Like, you know, Korean culture is all about sharing side dishes, that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this. I can do this. Hyping myself up on a fucking Tuesday at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I get dressed. And I get and I start. I head. I head out into the into the scary world of Seoul. It's not that scary in hindsight, but it was scary at the time. And I hunt down this place. And I I'm walking down the streets of Itaewon, and I find this place. And I'm like, is it open? I don't know. The lights were on, and it said it was 24 hours online when I looked. But I was like, mm, this is kind of weird. Mm. So I see the sign. I double check on Google Street View. I'm like, yeah, this is the place. This is the spot. And I, I walk in and it's dead quiet. And there's a, like a very a dim light on. And I'm like, Anyo Haseo? <laughs> <laughs> Which basically means hello. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm the, the direction I'm looking in as I walk directly in is into the kitchen because I assume if it's 24 hours, somebody would be in the kitchen. But instead, what catches my eye is the eating area over to the left. An old woman rises like the fucking undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> like this. She straight up Long, rises, rises like fucking... That's like not that. real. That's not real. And and look and looks at me and doesn't say anything. And I'm like, food, <laughs> <laughs> food. I didn't know how to say food um, at the time. Now now I things would be different because I just say uh, bap juiceo and then uh, and then she would be like, oh, he's a fucking idiot foreigner. Let's get cooking. But I just went. Food, food, <laughs> making this motion to my mouth. Well, in both situations, like, you're just an idiot foreigner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this was slightly worse because I, I just didn't really speak the language. But 
she looks at me. She goes, huh? And I, and I start going, food, 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 even more. And then I noticed two more old women behind her rise up. Rise up. So now there's three of them. And I just panic and I run. I run out of the door. I just run. And I, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, did I just walk into someone's home? Did I just walk into someone's home? Were they sleeping? Yes, they were sleeping. Yeah. God, they were sleeping. They were asleep. Yeah, they were sleeping. But they, but apparently what's super common in Korea, a lot of these 24-hour places, the staff just sleep there. And then when somebody comes in, they just wake up and start cooking. What? Yeah. That's how they work. That's genius. Yep. Yeah, that's how they work. Yeah. And so these three old women... If I had just sat down, if I had just alpha mailed the situation and just sat down and said "bap juicyo" and learned a little bit of Korean before I went there, they they probably would have just started bringing me out food. At the same time, your problems could have been solved with education, which you. I mean, isn't that just the case for the entirety of Brent's life? It's it's freaking impressive, bro! Holy crap! But the risk reward there is so bad for you to just sit down and try and alpha male a situation where you think you might have wandered into an old woman's house. You just just sit down and go, food, food, food. (laughs) So I just just ran away. But apparently that's the norm. You just apparently a lot of twenty-four-hour places, the the staff are asleep and they wake up and then they start cooking. Did you ever go back there? No, never showed my face there again. Didn't walk around the neighborhood. Just walked around it. Like, I mean, luckily it was down a side street, Alex, because otherwise, no, I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> I I personally hate the idea of going traveling on my own because of things like that. Because I I feel like with all the research in the world, I would still make an absolute tit of no, myself. Constantly. Let me tell you, with research, you will be okay. You always travel with Cynthia. I do, I do, but. It's much we, easier with two. It's twice as easy no, with two. Okay. It's honestly, it isn't. It, it you think it is, but it isn't. Like I, there's some situations where I'm like, this would be a lot easier, if Cynthia, would. because <laughs> it would just be like, like weird, like conversations or whatever. Right. Um, and there's situations where I'm sure she's like, I wish she wasn't here right now, yeah. because there's like, you know, it's it's you can kind of control it a little as as a person who travels a lot, you can control it way better, but you have to have basic freaking knowledge of where you are like when we go when me and Cynthia went to japan like we learned really quickly that you can go virtually anywhere in japan and the food is like quality right you'll see a restaurant with like four stars or three stars and you're like damn three stars but it's like the only one in your area then you go and eat it you're like dude this is like incredible and it's because like their standards of cuisine are like so high but i knew that I knew that because I did my research because there people were like, don't trust like Google reviews or Yelp reviews. Uh, people will rate it if they felt like it wasn't as good as this. And they're really harsh out there. Right. So you got to just do that research. That's you could have walked into anything like, <laughs> well, it said 24 hours. I did my research. It said it was good food and it said it was open 24 hours. And I tested that. And I don't know if one of those was correct. Don't know if any of those was correct. It could, it could still know. have been an old woman's house. You're not 100% yeah. sure still yeah. that it was a 24-hour food the wor- place. The worst part for me is that you woke up three people. Because yeah. I feel like if you only woke up one person, you could like justify <laughs> it. And like you could be like, yeah, 
yeah, you know, this, I woke up this one person in a 24-hour restaurant and she cooked me food and I gave her money and like she did her job. But if you go in there alone at 3 a.m. and you wake up three people, you're like, fuck, two of these people could be asleep and I'm disturbing them and I'm being annoying. So like if you come in with a pack of like 10 people, you've been drinking at 3 a.m., like, yeah, sure. The three women get value because you're a big pack of people. <laughs> but if you come in alone and you wake up three people, that's just that's just rude. That's no just problem. mean. Like two of those people are like, go fuck yourself. And yeah. you'd probably have to leave like three times the tip or something. No, wait, you don't tip in Korea. Oh my god, I've been <laughs> I've been fucking brainwashed by America. <laughs> but you yeah, have... but the, the food aside, just like the human logistics is just way off to wake up three people. That's but... horrible. Just around the corner from us, there's a 24-hour subway, and I love the idea of wandering there at 3 a.m. and the, the, the staff are just asleep on the floor and just rise <laughs> like the dead. And they've got five people to make one person a sandwich like, still like, in the 24-hour the... subway. And I help you? <laughs> yes. Would you, like, would you like a sweet onion chicken teriyaki? Yeah. What is your choice of bread? I like, I like the idea of them sleeping in a giant sub. Warm baked bread. I just wake oh, up like from that a would bread. Be so just... comfortable. That would be am- it'll smell so good. Dude, yeah. If you could sleep on bread. Yeah. That would be Bro, dope. I thought about like why why is it that we get like candles for like, you know, smells. pancakes and oh. smells, right? But why don't we got bread candles, dog? I bet you can buy a bread candle. It's probably just, I, I, it, no, actually, you I can. And you know what? Bread. No, no, not burnt bread. Warm butter Who bread said candle. Fucking burnt bread, Johnny. We're talking about bread, not burnt <laughs> bread. You yeah, but if you light warm... up a candle of bread, you burn it. No, 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 no. The candle isn't made of bread. The candle oh. smells of bread. <laughs> oh yeah, my like, god! Why do you want a candle made of bread? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it looks so good. I'll tell you what, though. Here's another like little conspiracy thing for you. You'll love this, Bren. The, this candle smelling of warm bread thing has reminded me that various supermarkets, I don't know whether Tesco's did this when you worked here, pump the smell of baked bread uh, artificially into the supermarkets from their bakery department so that things smell really nice so that people go and buy them. But really? yeah, and that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're fresh breaking baking bread that exact moment. They pump it artificially in in order oh. for it to smell like freshly baked bread because it drives up sales. That's interesting. AI. Uh, well, I never well that's not really AI, department. but yeah, I never worked in no. the baking department. So but it can know. be though. It could be. You know AI. what I mean? Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Like you can you can honestly create like a thing where it's like the amount of bread smell mm. dictates whether or not mm-hmm. people go in there. Uh, yes. What if they, it, to increase toilet paper sales, they just blast the smell of poop? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think it works for everything, Jonathan. No. Yeah, it's not, it's not like one-to-one, you know, comparison. You can't just... Garlic, can't just... toothpaste, you know, like... I think I think you're you're missing the the idea here as well. The the poop is like job's already done. If it smells of shit, toilet paper is not the the option. In a well, what uh, about air freshener? Like you can apply the smell of poop to a lot of fresh hygiene items you can buy in a shop. But, or wait, you make things saying... smell nice. You're trying to advertise yeah. things that smell nice so that people buy the thing that smells nice. You're not, you know, if you were trying to get people to buy poo, make it smell like poo. If you're a manure shop, pipe in that poo no, smell. No one would ever buy poo, Josh. <laughs> what? People buy manure all the time. It's really good for, for plants. Yeah, you didn't know that? 
My dad, we, we've previously bought a lot of manure. Why why wouldn't they just use my own poo? Human poo does not not have a lot of nutrients. It's not that good. It's the nutrients that we feed the the cows and all the other animals. Your poo, non-nutritious. Ain't nobody that wants your poo. Horse poo, delicious. Let me tell you, I had a lot of kimchi last night, and there's some (laughs) fucking probiotics in that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. So, Bren, where else did you go after Korea? Well, uh, I went to Japan. I don't know why I stuttered so much or hesitated to say that, but I went to yeah, Japan. Yeah, you made it seem like you were going everywhere, but... No, I just went I went to Korea and I went to Japan, but... Can you explain was... to me, though, why you went to Korea, Japan, back to Korea, and then LA? Why didn't you go Korea, Japan, LA? Because Korea was like an impromptu, uh, uh, impromptu trip. What? I didn't plan on... I didn't... Oh, sorry, Japan was, oh. was not planned. Right, okay. you just randomly decided to go to Japan. Departing from Korea. For Wolf's visa process, he needed to hand in his residency card, which means he needs to leave the country. The easiest way to do that is to get a round-trip flight to Japan. So he was going to Japan. I wanted to go, and I just booked the round-trip flight. It was super cheap. Like, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, it, when you say it like that, it does. Uh, but I could have saved have... money if I planned ahead and did other stuff. But essentially, when we were going on this Japan trip, we uh, two days before I was due to fly, I started to feel we meet three days before we, we flew to Japan. We filmed the. Have you seen the video of me eating the silkworm? Soup? I think it only came out today, didn't it? I saw it in my YouTube no, subscription it out, box. Came out like yes. Oh no, it came out when we were in Dallas. Oh really? Yeah, okay. Like first too, yeah. first day yeah, on the Saturday. Um, but we went to some like little, basically a tent, tent restaurant, and it's very smoky and there's no ventilation in it because they're just cooking all the time. And what happened was, what I think happened was my lungs got irritated from the smoke because I was coughing a lot when I first went in there. And then the mm. next morning, I had this cough, and it just would not go away, and it got worse and worse and worse. And I got really bad. I think I caught the flu. But here's the thing. At the time, coronavirus was fucking popping off. <laughs> oh, my God. Popping the fuck off. And I had just ate silkworms and chicken hearts and all sorts, all sorts of weird shit in a tent. At the, at the peak of coronavirus. <laughs> so so I was I was coughing and like reading the news, I'm like, oh wow, this is oh this is getting this corona situation is getting pretty bad. Uh, oh my gosh. Ooh. And I was like coughing and getting worse, and I was had fever at night. And it come to it, when it came to fly for Japan, I was still sick. And we got to Japan, flew, traveled all day, got to our got to the Airbnb. And we were like, right, let's go eat somewhere. And I still wasn't feeling very well. I still had a cough. was still, still quite sick. We sit down. We eat the ramen. It was lovely. And my body loved it because I just absolutely demolished it. Like I, tra- I ate all of it, drank all of it, went down like a treat. But suddenly, as we were sat at the bar, I felt a little twinge in my body. And instantly, I knew I am going to shit myself. <laughs> 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 instantly and oh, i no. i didn't tell i didn't tell wolf or his girlfriend this but th- i think they knew because i went where's the restroom where's the restroom <laughs> <laughs> and they pointed me in the direction and luckily in japan there's like a restroom in pretty much every single bar or restaurant establishment which is not the case in korea a lot of uh, 
places in Korea actually share a public restroom nearby. Um, but I, I went, I jumped in there and I just started shitting water just coming out of me. Just, just like a, the, 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 uh, like you were just peeing from your bowl at that point. Basically, I'm yeah. trying to think of the biblical reference that I'm thinking of. <laughs> nah, you were imparting the Red Sea. The Red Sea was coming out of your uh, ass. Exactly. The Red sea oh, I hope it wasn't the Red Sea. The gates of Nazareth? I don't know. The gates, the gates of, of Nazareth? <laughs> so my ass was the gates of Nazareth. Nazareth is a very small town. Yeah, coming out of it was people. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was an analogy there and I fucked it up. But I just started shitting water, and I felt awful. And we, I, I finished up, and I was like, "Oh God, okay, am I safe?" I went out, and I was like, "Okay, let's let's go." And I just went to bed, and I was feverish the entire time, and I was rolling about. I wasn't getting any of a good sleep. I was coughing all the time. I was paranoid that I was going to shit myself or throw up in my sleep, and then it would be like such a such a nuisance, you know, when you're on holiday just to shit all over the sheets. You know, it's just that not, really would be quite a nuisance. Not something I've ever encountered in my life. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't pack but and be like, you know, man, I'm really like, concerned I if I shit all over sheets. Yeah, I didn't want to encounter that in my life, so I was making great efforts to try and not shit myself, and I didn't. Oh but what I was doing in bed when I was waking up, like sweating buckets, just with with this fever and like feeling like ass, was reading the BBC news, and. <laughs> And I go onto the page that's talking about the, the coronavirus. And I, and I look at it. And I look at Japan. And it says, third case of coronavirus found in Japan. <laughs> and in my feverish state, I looked at that and just thought, oh, my God, I'm the third case in Japan. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I genuinely thought I was the third case of coronavirus in Japan. They thought because, they knew, but you thought that they had because, found you before you no, even no, no, knew. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I thought I thought because they just announced it, I thought that I was an undiscovered case. And I was <laughs> actually the real third case, and they were the fourth case. So so I was reading the symptoms of coronavirus and I hit the fucking check marks. Let me tell you. I had a very dry, short uh, dry cough, dry insistent cough. A shortness of breath, a fever, diarrhea. I almost threw up. It was all there. All all the signs were pointing towards me being. But that's also case. just a basic. But that's also what happens with the flu too. Like, yes. I know, yeah. I know, that, I know the coronavirus is a flu, but it's a different strain of flu. But you have you to understand, Alex. I yeah, you're was, an idiot. <laughs> I was very sick, and I was reading this, and I I had been traveling so much that I just assumed that I had contracted it. Because I'm constantly like, especially when you're traveling, like a lot of a lot of um, Chinese tourists, uh, and I was like, who knows? Who knows? True. So no, at wrong. the time, I was like, oh my fucking god! And I was reading about how it affects younger people. Like, <clears throat> if you're healthy, like where, when where, like I was in the prime of my life, clearly drinking every day, <laughs> the, the, it it doesn't affect you as badly. So I was reading this, and I was thinking, oh my fucking god, I've got it! And I was getting so paranoid about potentially like spreading it to like wolf or his girlfriend or anyone so what you do well i just stayed in quarantine i quarantined myself <laughs> okay and you were and just I, popping pills and medication maybe you beat yeah. the coronavirus yo what if what if you <laughs> I, had I'm a still, coronavirus and I'm then just sick like now the thing is so, there, there will be people that have it that don't realize they have it 
that then just get over it. I mean, I'm not saying that you did. The likelihood of that is very, very small. But there will be people. Yeah, but it makes like for a you. sick story. Like, yeah. It's a good pickup line. Like it's I beat a the pickup line. No, but like it's like if Ren line. was on Tinder, he could just put that in his Tinder bio. Just like, nobody would want. It's not a no. thing. No, I would put does ass to mouth before I put coronavirus. <laughs> no, no, this is you're underrating how good that is. Like I beat the coronavirus. Yeah, now and I then, provide limes or some shit. Like now I provide limes. Yeah, because it's Corona. You beat the coronavirus oh, and then drinking. Oh my and, god, Johnny! Oh, and, like Dude, you get the, the, the two puns. days on the desk and this guy thinks he's yeah dropping gift, the puns. You know? Yo, I'm fucking funny. You guys are stupid. <laughs> you know there have been seven coronavirus uh, uh, diagnoses in California. Really? Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's the most in the U.S. By by quite a long shot, actually. How many in New York oh. right now? I think it's one, right? One or two? Uh, I don't even know whether there have been any in New York. I don't know. Okay, good. Oh, dude, it was insane when I was going into <laughs> flying into LAX. Yeah. Because normally the immigration, like for any foreigner who goes into LAX, you will know if you're listening to this. For American citizens, it's not as bad. It's still pretty bad, but it's not as bad. You basically, you go through what feels like the slaughterhouse. Because you are in a perpetual queue for four hours. Uh, sometimes it's four hours. On a good day, it's like two. But you, you, you queue up, and for some reason, they got the same queue that goes, despite the fact you might have a visa that allows you to go straight to the front. They don't give a fuck. You queue up in the same system as everyone else who's also applying for Estes and the electronic <laughs> systems. So normally you're yeah. waiting an hour to use the machine to, so it can scan your fingerprints and you get a piece of paper you can hand to an actual person. And then you wait another two hours to actually see a human being, yeah. and then they, they might grill you. Uh, but because they blocked all flights from China, holy shit, I got through in 30 minutes. I went straight to the front. That's so ridiculous, because I was literally waiting in a queue for two hours when I got in, and everybody that had just flown in from uh, Taipei was covered in masks. I mean, yeah. they, they were just trying to, trying to leave <laughs> yep. and, yeah. and trying oh, not shit. to get infected. There was it was more people in LAX than I'd ever seen. There must have been three or four flights that had come out of uh, Southeast Asia. Is is Taiwan considered Southeast Asia? That kind of area, anyway. Yes, I mean, yeah. I guess Asia. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. But it is Asia, obviously. But I don't know if it'd be Southeast Asia. Well, but that's just nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I'm glad you're okay, but no, there's no way they would have third person. Yeah, you Before. were not the third case. Well, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have known. But what I'm saying is, I, I knew I was the third, and they had actually misidentified the third, and they had only they had they had found the fourth. Bro, that's just flu headache. That, that's flu brain. That's what that I is. was too scared to um to go to the doctors or anything because I was like, what if they just put me in quarantine and I'm trapped? Yeah, it's it's much better to spread it to everybody else, <laughs> those you love, those you work with. I just thought, actually, I thought about a week ago, we, we're now, um, I said we, I'm, I'm using this house as an office, but we've essentially acquired a streaming house, and we've got a load of the uh, talent team for the Overwatch League living in here. We've got uh, Custer, Jake, Jaws, Bren, and then we've got uh, Truck Truck, Kurt, who's like a producer, and then Wyatt as well. Um, am I missing anybody? ZP was staying with us for a little while as well earlier this week. If there is an illness in this house, it takes down the broadcast team. It, like, <laughs> it just ruins the broadcast team. It, it would end up being yeah. me casting with Hex and then uh, uh, Custer 
just oh no, I mean Custer would be dead. So I It'd guess just it's just Johnny on the desk. Jonathan Johnny and, and Zoe. Zoe on the desk, and Jonathan would probably get infected as well because he'd just come in contact with us during K Town. So <laughs> it would be Zoe and Hex covering the entirety of the Overwatch League. So yeah. the, oh, no, I think we need to. Oh yeah, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch and Mitch and Matt as well. Yeah, uh, we need to sprinkle. Yeah, Wolf and Seth, but Wolf and Seth are going to be flying all over the place anyway, you know? like How did they get in? How did they well, get in? The flights aren't blocked from South Korea. Oh, they're not. Okay. No, I didn't know. they're only blocked from... Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to come here. Well, they, they should have stopped your ass. <laughs> <laughs> we flew on the same day, actually. Lord knows what you had. You had some shit. But, and... but I got sick again when I landed uh, on the, the 4th. I came into this house. This house is like, it's just falling to pieces, it feels like. There's no hot water in one half of the house. We didn't have heating to begin with. The internet didn't work. But I came here, slept on an air mattress with one blanket, and it must have been like 40 degrees Fahrenheit in the house. And I just, I I woke up just incredibly ill. (laughs) And I'm still sick now. I don't know what it is. Uh, I think I it's know. just aftershocks. It's coronavirus aftershocks. <laughs> it's, it's re, the coronavirus is reactivated in my system. It's so yeah. bad because this is like such a serious thing. And like, it's really, really nuts. Like what's going on? Because I believe the death toll is past um, a thousand, right? No, 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 no. Has it really? No, no, no. The death toll has it gone past, past, uh, past a thousand. It's past SARS. It passed uh, SARS, yeah. Um. Oh well, but it has yeah. That, but the fact that you were sitting in a hotel in Japan, opening up the BBC news, and you see that you th- and you see the coronavirus in Japan history, and you in your mind thought, "I'm the third patient," was is the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, like it's the most you thing that you could have possibly had done. Oh <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Well, jumping yeah. to. Someone who's trying to feel himself this year. All we right. got a young Jonathan Larson. Hey, uh, what's up, dude? Was that a Jesus. setup like... How long have we recorded? Uh, yeah. Like 38 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Johnny's out here saying that this is the year of the Swede. And I want to know why. I want to no. know why this, is the, why this is Johnny's year. Johnny's year. No, this is just the year for all of us. I don't know. I, I've had so many ups and downs the past four years, and I don't know what happened like a week ago. I just put a fucking key into a fucking lock or something. I just like unlocked my true potential. <laughs> and I feel, I, I don't know if I'm oblivious. I don't, know, I don't know what's happening. But it's just like I've unlocked such a large amount of confidence and like self-belief and personality well, you were that I haven't a had fucking before. Turtleneck, so I, clearly there's some confidence. Going I, on. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. If it's like me being back on like the broadcast team or something, but like I was through so much like mental shit the past four years that now I'm just I feel healed. I feel I, <laughs> I, I, I can only describe it through like religious religious words. You found and God, terms. and God is yeah. being on the analyst desk. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what it is, and I, I'm just loving life. Like I, just, I was out with Wolf yesterday, and he was just like, "Dude, you're a different guy," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a different guy," and I'm just. What like, happened a week I, ago? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, 
I, I, I just feel like a different human being. Like I have new, I have goals. Uh, like I behave different socially. Uh, I'm just confident, pumped. Like I wake up and I just like fuck yeah. Um, like, <laughs> you, you know, last year, you know, last year how Bren was like, oh, hangovers don't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the yeah. Hangovers literally, like, okay, literally they do exist, but it feels <laughs> like they don't exist because my approach to being hungover is just like. Right, I'll just get right. over it. It's fine. It's just a headache. Right. Like stop, it, stop being a, a pussy, and I just, I just get through it. And I just like <laughs> it, it doesn't affect me. Like I'm superhuman. Like right, and I okay. don't know what it is. I just, I'm just so happy. Maybe you're drunk like, all the uh, time. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I want. I'm gonna be drunk more because fuck yeah, it's great. What, what, what? what I, but you don't know what's changed. No, I, I, you don't know. I, I think. Um, so I moved, we obviously moved from Glendale. You guys moved to North Hollywood. I got a, an apartment in downtown. Mm. Um, and it's great because it's close to work or whatever. It's convenient because I got a bunch of shit close to me, which is really nice. But just breaking out of like old habits and like old environments and just settling down in a new place. I really like downtown because um, in my life, I've always been comfortable with like a nice, safe kind of neighborhood, you know, everything's good downtown is a bit more rough it's a bit more like not new york but you know it's a bit more gritty like a bit more unsafe weirder people whatever and um it's just nice to be in that kind of environment where you're not comfortable but what all the happened time. i it's just I, I don't know i can't explain it i'm just having a great time yeah and i'm just I, loving it and sometimes people's like, mental just everything. swaps you know, sometimes yeah, I, you just have those those weeks where your mental swaps, and if you can hold on to it, sick. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing now, trying to hold on to it. Bro, I, I want to <laughs> talk to you about the. I want to talk to you about the turtlenecks, because yeah. there, you know, what what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, like, wow. dude turtlenecks are sick yeah you look you look great to be fair it's just hilarious because it's like the only difference between you and custa was that you were wearing a jacket and custa wasn't because even though custa wasn't wearing a turtleneck it's just so funny you guys are you guys look like you were brothers you know yeah, you, you, yeah that's true that's up. true it was i'm sorry you know white people but it was super funny <laughs> i'm looking at it the whole time and just like you know they like no one no one can give them a pattern or or something or like a button down shirt. Or yeah, I, like I can't. I can't explain it. Like past couple of months, I've just had people tell me that I look good in turtlenecks. And then you know, obviously, we have a wardrobe person, Haley, who's awesome. Who? Um, oh yeah, she's the best. You know, she, she styles us for the broadcast and whatever. And I just sent like uh, some images, and I was like, "This is like the style I want to go for." And she just bought me a bunch of cool shit. And I was like, "Holy fuck, I'm the turtleneck guy! I am the turtleneck guy! That's my brand." <laughs> This is who I am now. And then I just have people coming out of the woodwork and just like, no, you're stealing my brand. So like Rich Campbell is like, holy shit, I'm the turtleneck guy. I'm I'm the guy who wears all that kinds of 80s dad kind of fuck your mom kind of outfits. And then uh, Parker, yeah, from Rainbow Six, like hit me up in DMs and was like, you're stealing my turtlenecks, bro. And I'm just like, no, fuck off. I'm the turtleneck guy now. Parker really do that? No. We're friendly banter, you know? We're friends. No, because that makes it even better because Parker... Parker cracks me up. He shaved his head, and then I was going to message him and be like, yo, you trying to steal my look, fam? <laughs> you know, like, you trying to steal my look? And then Richard Lewis is going to message me and be like, yo, you trying to steal my look, fam? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about that before. 
my oh, outfit got more comments and likes than fucking my analysis. Like people were, it, it, it got people excited. Like it was a it was a talking point. You know, like some people Reddit. some people's takeaway from that would be that the world is a horrific, shallow place, and nothing you do matters other than how you look. But I'm glad that you enjoy people like in the turtleneck. Speaking of horrific and shallow uh josh and bren looked like someone slapped them in the face with some tomato sauce and then put them on broadcast oh yeah with the makeup (laughs) (laughs) i didn't see that josh's head is so big (laughs) (laughs) was this a fucking roast josh session (laughs) like trump yeah, dude, have you like seen the Trump. picture? We look like Trump. Oh, no, dude, I haven't seen the picture. So good. Yeah. But I don't I don't really care because it's like people look at that and they're like, oh well Brennan clearly didn't do his makeup, you know, like well maybe he yeah. did, but people know it's not my fault, you know. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I don't I actually don't care what I look like on broadcast, but the Do you guys the, do you guys have the Haley styles you guys too when you're off site as yeah. well? Yes, oh, okay. yeah, I had. That's why I, I always look good. I really messed it up though, because for some reason I thought I was only in Dallas for three days. I don't know how I managed that because I was there for five, and so I only brought <laughs> three days worth of clothes. And oh I was, my god! I was still intending to. I was like, I was like, okay, now that I'm on the road, you know, I'm I'm out there with Bren. We're gonna be in uh, in hotels. Hotels always have gyms. I might as well spend some time at least going to the gym a little bit and staying somewhat in shape rather than just eating. Dallas barbecue every time we're out there and drinking a shit ton and coming back looking like the, the, a rotund mass. So <laughs> I, I intended to go to the gym as well. Didn't pack any clothes. I What I wore when I flew there, I had to wear the next day and I had to wear the day when I left. <laughs> 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 the only clothes I brought with me was what had been given to me to wear on broadcast. I'm like Including a small... Underwear. Oh, no, no, no. I had enough underwear. But for some reason, my brain had gone, underwear, important. Tops, trousers, not important. (laughs) I was like a child that only was able to cope with what had specifically been my responsibility to hold on to. I was like, yes, I am. Walking around with an I Love Dallas shirt on or something, (laughs) you know. Just Just free clothes. Yeah, I was just just trying to get Uh, people to sign stuff so that I could could wear it for the broadcast. You couldn't get the Dallas shirt to give you like a shirt or something? I ain't out here begging Arrow for handouts. Like, 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 like I can't clothe myself. Like, I've got, I've got clothes. I just didn't bring them with me. Dear Lord. Well, it was good to see you guys on the road. It it's was fun. Stuff. I enjoyed it enormously. It was like, I know what you mean, Johnny, in terms of it being like a, a pump up. For me, it wasn't like a, a huge shift in mentality or something, but it was just a fresh start having been not like just being trapped in the uk not working for so long i love oh, yeah. work i don't know when this happened because i used to be the laziest fuckwad ever known to humanity when i was at university and stuff just never worked all the time just played video games constantly didn't care about anything just was not putting in any kind of effort and now i just love having projects to work on constantly because you love what you're working on yeah but it's not just i love what i'm working on like i love making things i love like doing shit you know like but do you think that you would love it if it wasn't video games yeah if it was yeah i mean i'd I'd like it if it was if i was if i was doing if i was working as the 24 hour old women serving bren at 3 a.m no probably wouldn't enjoy that honestly probably wouldn't wake (laughs) up at 3 a.m going god damn i love my job although in a korean accent obviously rather than a texan one 
I want to hear that one. <laughs> Not going to go for that, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think just actually having some project that you're working on is is fun, as long as it's not mind-numbingly boring but just the idea of building something up is fun in itself we're pretty lucky because our industry is so dynamic so you're always working on something new or something exciting or and especially um creatively like we're usually working on very creative things that engages us whereas in other fields or other like nine to five jobs you might not have that same kind of creative exposure and that's why people have like hobbies like playing music or you know, writing, doing art or whatever. Or in Bren's case, like... getting drunk every day. Yeah. Well, uh, in both of their cases. In, in Bren and Reinforce's case, apparently. Apparently, yeah. dude. We're just out here drinking like our livers don't matter. Yeah, me yeah. and Golden Boy, the sober Sam's on the right-hand side of this. And then yeah. Bren and Johnny just getting fucked up over here on the left. I haven't, <laughs> touched, I haven't touched a drink, a beverage in forever. You know? Yeah, me good. too. Me too. What is what is it like up down your fucking podium? <laughs> oh, it feels great, honestly. Yeah. Lots of wind, you know, it's blowing. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it smells like bread, personally. You know, it's got a real nice bread odor mm. that's just hit yeah. me nicely. You know that bread, that warm buttered bread candle. <laughs> a little garlic, perhaps, bringing yeah. it all back in there. <laughs> I tell you what, I am buzzing to get back into poker, though. Yeah, I was playing a bunch of it when I was there in the UK because it's it's legal to play online poker. So that was my yeah. little project. My my little brother was sat with me watching me play poker constantly and I was trying to teach him how to play because I figure he already knows how to play, but I was trying to teach him how to play properly because if he's ever going to play in the future, it's better to understand risk management and stuff like that uh, and mm-hmm. expected value. These are like important things, I think, for, for young people or yeah. developing people to know. And my sure. mum, mom, my mom, though, just said... What the hell are you doing teaching the boy poker? He's going to lose all of his money. He was like, uh, he doesn't even have any money. It would be illegal for him to make an account. You're in charge of him anyway. You're his parents. I'm just trying to impart some knowledge. (laughs) She couldn't wait to get your ass out of there. Some Some people are so against the idea. They get told from a very young age that it's just gambling is very bad. And if you do it, you will lose everything you own. And in some cases, that's correct. But mm. poker is like such a, Poker is such a good game. Like so yeah, much- but it's on some zero game, so it's okay. not like it's yeah. not. It, it, to me, okay, so I I actually moved away from like being super into poker to like not really caring anymore. Um, and I sort of had like the same epiphany I had when I stopped playing classic WoW, <laughs> where I was just like, this doesn't really help do anything for me. I mean, like, sure, you can win some money but it's not like substantial amounts of money and I'm never going to be good enough to like bring in substantial amounts of money. So like, it's fun to hang out with people and like have a good time. Yeah. But um, I, I think a lot of people shy away from gambling just because of like, they're scared of greed. So th- this is, I don't know how to put it th- this in a normal way because it's not normal, but <laughs> if okay. you look at it, you know, everyone's seen the movie seven, right? The seven deadly sins or whatever. I yeah. actually haven't. No. But you are you familiar with the concept of the seven deadly sins? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there are seven deadly sins. I, I don't know them from the top of my head. There's like wrath, greed, gluttony. Um, wrath, greed, lust, gluttony, lust. lust. Um, yeah. Sloth. Sloth, Evil. good Sloth, one. Yeah. Evil? Yeah. Evil's so <laughs> all-encompassing. That can't be one. Um, what are the others? I, I, I can't remember. Envy, Envy. good one. All right, we're, we're down to one last one. It's mm. not pride. 
Pride. Oh my Is god. Pride? Uh, probably. No. Pride. Pride no, sounds like a deadly sin. Hey, uh, um, hey um, Siri. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. You motherfucker. <laughs> hey Seven Siri. Deadly sins. All right, hey, I'm Siri. looking them up now. Yeah, it was. It's pride. It's lust, gluttony, Whoa. greed, sloth, wrath, envy, sins? pride. The seven deadly sins, also known as the capital vices or cardinal sins, <laughs> is a grouping and classification of vices within Christian teachings, although it does not appear explicitly in the Bible. Would you like to hear more? Well, you didn't nah, tell them. I'm good. I'm, <laughs> nah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I got it. I got them. Okay, what is it? Yeah, yeah. We Go already listed them. Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, pride. Yeah. Pride is, is, also... is a sin. Uh, yeah, because yeah. pride pride doesn't mean that you're um proud of somebody else or something like that. It's it's uh like an older definition. It means to think of yourself very highly. Like you know when you oh, okay. call someone like a very proud person, they're like Got it. At least so that's what I think. And emotional it stems from the Tower of Babel and essentially thinking you're you're in this case better than god that like you're better than like the mm. best possible like you you don't have the uh the perception to uh, understand that you have your own faults and like uh mm. you know people are better than you at other things and but, but here's the narcissism thing. and that kind of shit you know but Brent, how good is that anime though what oh it's fucking dope but good, I, but good. what I was thinking of when uh, when I was referring <laughs> to the seven deadly sins was Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, that's another good one too. I, I, I recently been rewatching that. That's how I knew them off the top of my head. How did we get yeah. into this? Well, so okay. I want to. Yeah. So I, <laughs> <laughs> how are we I talking about anime? Anthony Weave was going to show up. So I, I, I'm a very introspective person. I love taking notes of like my behaviors of like how I could be better and what I could do better and stuff like that. And so what, when I, one day I just like looked at the seven deadly sins and was like, in what capacity, like, do I have these behaviors or like, how do I, have I sinned or like that kind of way to be my introspective goodness. and be like, no, because it's good knowing your weakness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get because that. I, I mean, I, I, I have times been a pretty greedy person. Like, because who doesn't like money, right? And like knowing that weakness that I sometimes succumb to greed is very good because when I find myself in that situation, um, then I, I know better and I can like snap out of that greedy behavior. So like if you're having like a bad, like we were in Vegas and like I didn't lose money, but there's like you get into like the zone of greed and it's just like I'm going to win money or like I'm going to win my money back. And it's like what, learning to snap out of that learning how not to like further your sins or whatever i mm. i had like one night i was playing poker and i didn't go so well didn't lose a ton of money because we don't play with a ton of money but just like acknowledging yeah. that behavior i kind of kind of lost the uh but i think that's for i think that's the most I, was like, I think that's one of the most interesting things about poker though is that in order to be good at it you have to not play greedily like you actually have to play the with the statistically yeah, yeah so statistically. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring it far back though real quick just to say you guys enjoy the game of poker yeah nothing wrong with that you like the game that's like saying i like overwatch or i like halo you like the game that is poker but gambling is a problem and gambling yeah is bad yes yeah, yeah. gambling addiction is real so I just wanted to correct that 
before we got removed off the air. Yeah, I mean, I don't think poker sure is gambling. Brent, no, because I'm pretty sure Brent says something like gambling's not all that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just well, want us to have a podcast tomorrow. Gambling's pretty bad. Gambling's pretty gambling bad. is, and look, it just if you gamble, it's fine. It's understanding like when you can say no. Yeah. And then when, when it like having limits, like that's what it is. Whenever, whenever I go gambling, I have, which is not very often, uh, I have, let's say I take $50, right? And I would go play blackjack or I'd go play, uh, what is it, roulette or whatever, right? Roulette, basically, you're just throwing your money away or whatever. What a terrible um, game. <clears throat> I know it is, but I, I enjoy it. But yes, it is terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, you play the game. And if, let's say, I like make money for whatever reason, and if I make $50, I take that $50 and I put it in my pocket and then I and I play with the house at that point. Whatever I have extra, I play with. I decide this is like the limit that I'm going to play. That's how I always do it with gambling. Even when I drink, I'm still very much. It also helps too that I have a wife who like yells at you all the time. So <laughs> that aspect matters as well. Um, so get a wife. But that also is an important thing. I actually learned that from my friend Warren at Gfinity. Uh, first time I ever gambled. I had 200 pounds and I won. I doubled it up. I get 400. And he was like, take your 200, put it in your pocket. I don't want Cynthia calling me, telling me, you know, that you're in trouble. So put the money away. And then I did it. And I, and I actually doubled up. I like won like $600 that night. Uh, so gambling helped. is good, right? No. Because you doubled up twice. So you should I, always gamble. But I, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. To do, like you just have to understand your limits, yeah, you yeah. know. But anyway, you guys like the game of poker, and you're excited to get back to play the game of poker again, mm. correct? Yeah. Would poker be as fun without the gambling, though? Yes, because I did it in Japan. <clears throat> so oh. I wanted to play poker, and I didn't really have much to do on one of the days when we were in Japan because uh, Wolf and his girlfriend were busy doing something um, relating to uh, I don't know what it was, but they they couldn't go out. A couple so, of shit. So, so, so when you set that up was just like, oh yeah, yeah no, no, it, they told it, me they were busy. I don't know what they do. I don't know what couples do. Uh-huh. They didn't go outside of their room either. <laughs> what they were doing? Because that's what you said. Uh, I peeked in the door. I think they were wrestling. I don't understand. <laughs> they told me they didn't hurt each other though. I believe it was Greco-Roman, perhaps. Not too sure though. <laughs> One of them was wearing a leotard. <laughs> and then I heard them clapping afterwards. I don't get it. <laughs> go ahead but i i typed onto google poker and google is very smart these days and it will translate it into whatever language or country you're in automatically and it found me a poker club but it was all in japanese so i didn't really know what to expect but it was a 20 minute walk away so i figured ah, why not I'll, I'll go so i walked there and so gambling is very illegal in um in japan it's like super illegal. Hmm. Um, everything's completely locked down. Esports is kind of being strangled by gambling laws in Japan, where they're not allowed prizes for a lot of events. That's why, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a big problem in terms of esports trying to grow in Japan. But you know, you people have that mindset where oh, I don't I don't want to play poker, even if, for example, we were playing poker for no money. Some people would still be deathly against it because. They associate it with gambling and they've been told, you know, gambling's gambling's really bad. So they just don't even want anything to do with it. The same mentality kind of is in Japan. And Texas Hold'em 
the the variation of poker that that I like to play is very niche in Japan, super niche. But this club I found, I, apparently they play it there. And I went there not knowing really what to expect. And I walked upstairs. And I say, you know, uh, arigato, hi everybody. And there was just there was basically just three people there: a dealer who was like she looked like twenty, um, an old dude, and another guy who was dressed up like he ran the place. And he spoke very good English. And I was speaking to him. And I was like, "Oh, so we can play poker here?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we play poker here." And basically, they have a setup where you pay twenty, basically twenty dollars, like two hundred uh, yen. Yeah, like to t- like. 2,000 yen. 2,000 yen, sorry. Yeah, like 2,000 yen, and you get a certain amount of chips, and you get a free drink, and the drink the drinks are super cheap. So basically, you, you buy this pack of chips to play with, um, and at the end of the day, like at the end, you can choose to save those chips for another day, or you can just choose to, you know, reset and play with them. But the chips have no monetary amount. value. Chips have no monetary value whatsoever. Yeah. And what I found was, I spent two nights there. The first night I was there, um, I was just playing and I played in a couple of tournaments and they had a super interesting tournament format where you pick a random seat and each seat is assigned a random stack. And I got the short stack every time, which is super unlucky, but I went pretty far in the tournament. Are you sure it was unlucky? Yeah, anymore? yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the young foreign white boy gets the short stack every time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds no, like you're playing they, a joke they, on they, you, they. honestly. No, it was, uh, well, they, I don't think they would do that in Japan. They have like, this concept it sounds so fucking weird to say but they have like modern con the modern day concept of like honor and like yeah, if they, they were to slime me in any way that it would be like super fucked and they, yeah. they, they basically yeah they just wouldn't be very good yeah, yeah but but i i played it for a short while and some other dude walked in and i sh- i don't know who this guy is but he was he was japanese his english was amazing and i was talking to him he's like yeah i go to the casinos in the hippodrome and i've been to uh commerce in LA as well. He was telling me about that, and I was talking to him, and he was like the fucking Daniel Negrero from Japan. No, you couldn't even say his name right. I don't know how to say his last name. Negrano. 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 <laughs> Negrano. All you guys screwed yeah. up. It was great. I don't fucking know what his last name is, but he was like that guy, but from Japan, because he was just talking all the time right, at the table, right. and he was telling them all in Japanese that I was a pro player. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as soon as he told them. They all tried to shake my hand. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I had to be like, no, no, no. I was saying to them, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. But they didn't believe me. They believed him because he was the regular. <laughs> and so they were all like, oh, please go easy on me. Please go easy on me. Shaking my hand. Literally everyone. Everyone. Oh, my God. But the oh, thing wow. I loved most about it was because this game was so niche. And no one ever plays it. And gambling's like highly looked down upon. Everyone there is a, was a, a massive enthusiast, and they were super welcoming to beginners because they wanted to try and grow the scene in Japan. Yeah. And they, they were just, it was quite literally like I had stepped into a slice of life anime. <laughs> I, 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 I shit you not. Because I, I went there, and it is, there are people from the age of 18 all the way up to 70. Businessmen, salarymen, students, women, men, it doesn't matter. They're, all people from various different walks of life, and they were all there because of their love for poker. You're and like in the all... poker haiku, bro. I was in the poker haiku, bro, and oh, and, they, and they were all friends with each other. And I was like, I was like the weird episode where the strange foreigner shows up, 
and and uh, you know by the end we're all friends you know that was like the weird episode <laughs> i was in the strange like foreigner with coronavirus comes in. <laughs> Just <laughs> sense of the new you're arc. Color episode with your coronavirus. Well, it, in was, your... it was so wholesome and so sick. It was so good. That's awesome. Yeah. That actually ah. sounds like that's like a, a thing that genuinely I would say is like a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Like, because yeah. you don't know when you're ever going to go back to Japan again, although you should. Well, probably August. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're listening August? to this podcast, yeah. you're going to go oh, back yeah, in dude. August. I think so, yeah. You're talking about something that's once in a lifetime and you're going to try and repeat it within six months. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, Japan is that awesome. Japan is like, so good. It's Japan, so fucking good. Uh, yeah. is the only place that me and Cynthia uh, have willingly repeated. Um, we, we went to Japan. When we, went to, we went to Japan. We went to Beijing after. And we saw the Great Wall and we went to Japan. And then when I did Overwatch Korea... We flew to Japan after, and literally two days in Japan, I was in my like pre Titan Games diet, and we just went and freaking gorged in food because <laughs> I was like, "Look, I don't know when I'm gonna get another chance to go to Japan." I was telling the, the nutritionist that they hired me, and I was like, "I don't know when I'm gonna get another chance to go to Japan again." So I'm out here <clears> eating <throat> everything. Uh, but if you're listening to this podcast or watching it, everyone should try their hardest to go to Japan. Uh, cause you learn is a culture. It's, it's, it's beautiful. The, everything about it is just, it's so amazing. I cannot stress it enough. And yeah, I, well, then again, I think everyone should travel or at least attempt to travel because that's how you gain some perspective in this world. But, yeah. um, but yeah, it's man. Yeah. yeah. I, so I I'm planning have... a trip as well at the end of the year. So I didn't know the hype. I didn't know that people always hype up Japan, right? And I'm a weeb, so I'm like, I can't be that good, right? But it was fucking dope. I tell you what was weird though, maid cafes. And oh my god, I've just remembered Don't like story. that story. Yeah, I and I'm not a fan of maid cafes. Right. What's the maid cafe? No, I've got to just type it in. I'll tell it another day. Okay. Okay. So yeah, but just to preface it, if you've ever been to Japan or if you're familiar with the concept of maid cafes, it's like this thing, Josh and Johnny, do you know about? No, nope, I've never heard about them. Okay. What's this? The slap thing. <clears throat> so this is so yeah. basically what this is is it's a cafe where it's not very good, by the way. Like the coffee's not good, the tea's not good, the food's not oh, good. Fuck that. But the waitresses <laughs> are submissive. I guess they're like they they'll call you master and they'll like. Well, it depends oh. on the cafe. I found yeah, it does out. depend on the cafe. It is true, yeah. but uh, traditionally. It's meant to be a very submissive experience that is very, you know, male oriented, uh, where like the man is meant to feel like he is awesome. It's it's like a living, breathing weeb anime, uh, basic or waifu anime. Sorry, waifu anime. Yeah, it's super. Um, I I actually went to one with Cynthia in New York. Only reason why New York there was one in Chinatown in in New York City. Okay, they closed down obviously. Uh, because that shit wasn't flying in you know 2016. Uh, but the only reason why I went was because I wanted uh, curry. I wanted uh, chicken curry and uh, and white rice and stuff. And they had it there, and it was amazing. Um, but that was it. That was the only reason why we went. Uh, but it was weird, super odd. So you're well, not going to tell your wait, story. Wait, the only place I, where I you could get chicken curry was in a. Well, at the time, I didn't know where to look. Honestly, because like Japanese chicken curry, which is my favorite Japanese dish, by the way, is like very different. And you have to 
not every place makes it. Like if it's a Japanese restaurant, <clears throat> it it doesn't make it. Like right. they don't guarantee that they make it. Like they'll, they'll do sushi, they'll do ramen, they'll do udon, they'll do uh, soba. You know, they'll do yakitori. But uh, for some reason, chicken katsu curry is just not very common. Huh. Uh, luckily, I have a place now in New York called Naruto um, Naruto Ramen that like does it, and it's freaking incredible. But yeah, so that was my experience with a maid cafe. It was weird. And then, but mine was also weird too because they asked me if I wanted the experience, and I was like, "No." It's like if that's okay, I'd rather not. But then there was like this guy in the back who was getting the experience. (laughs) Because Cynthia was right next to me, and when the lady asked me, she's like, "Would you like the maid cafe experience?" And then I looked at Cynthia, and she's like, "What is a maid cafe experience?" And and I, I was like, "I don't." like i only heard about this in passing and then they explained it to her and then she looked at me she gave me this look she's like up to you (laughs) oh you know oh that's bait that's bait that's i was like that's bait right there bro (laughs) so i was like driving my car like that's bait (laughs) and uh, i was like no 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 i i really just want the the chicken katsu curry and 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 they were like oh okay no problem but then i saw the guy in the back and he Mm. was they were like, "Oh, hello, master. How are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, this is so uncomfortable." <laughs> that was see. This I is why you need to know shit. about the seven deadly sins. You all need fucking Jesus. <laughs> I said no. I need what Jesus? Jesus, you <laughs> fucking <laughs> idiot! You need Jesus, Jesus Cruz, dude. Jesus crunch time. <laughs> Fuck it out. Yeah, crunch okay. Time. I'll tell you my story. I I wanted to go to Akibara because it's like the the weed place in japan electric city or electric town or whatever they call it yeah so it's uh it was okay very strange i don't think i'd go back if you don't collect figures you won't like akabra yeah i thought there was gonna I, be i'm stuff. a figure collector I, like i wanted to find some like jojo shit you know because i'm a big jojo fan but it's not uh, popular well it's kind of popular but it's like yeah, it, it's whatever's know. in season with the figurines. I'll explain it later. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, really but, weird. but 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 the, the, anyway, we went there because I wanted to go. Wolf really didn't want to go. Wolf's girlfriend <laughs> was kind of wanted to go, and uh, and we went. And me and Wolf's girlfriend both kind of wanted to see what these maid cafes are like because I I had heard about them, and I I thought they were something very. I thought they were just quite literally like a bar, a cafe where they were dressed up in the maid outfits. Yeah. And that was it. And like they would serve you and they'd leave you to it. And so it the Japanese Hooters. How? Yeah, I guess. It yeah, sounds yeah, a bit yeah, like yeah. that. Hooters. How naive I was because there were so many different types and we walked into one. We must have walked into the BDSM one because <laughs> we walked downstairs and it was a pirate themed one. And we were met by this Japanese girl going, Yoo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't get a choice. They showed us the thing. They didn't speak any English. We didn't get a choice. There was no, there was no, do you want to have this experience? It was, if you eat and drink here, you are having this experience. Oh yeah. No, that's how it is out there. But we and it, was, the States. it was so expensive, but it was the most fucking bizarre experience of my life. It reminded me of a strip club, but right. with all of the, like you go to a strip stripping club. Stripping taken out of it. Yeah. There's no <laughs> stripping in it. It's like. The women are there, and I can you can just tell when they're kind of like being – you can tell when someone's forced to have a conversation with you because they're like quite false. They're not really feeling it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same like at strip clubs, but at strip clubs, at least you know what you're getting. At this place, 
we went there and it's so weird because they're like, you must call me captain. We're like, <laughs> That's we're great. Like, we're like, oh, okay, captain. <laughs> All right. And, uh, and we're looking at the menu and like, they're, they're just trying to start a conversation with you. But the, there was the same situation, Alex, where those guys in there that were clearly regulars. But I can kind of, I guess the idea behind them is that they're just for lonely people, right? Who don't yeah. really have anyone to talk to. Because they will just talk to you about anything. So right. you just go there and but it'll... I, I still don't quite understand the concept because it, well, when you say submissive went... or whatever, you mean that they're just down to talk and they just... I, I don't get it. No, the idea is that you... Okay, it is, it is a way to give men, because it's mostly for men. There are female focused made, uh, made cafes but for men as Bren mentioned who are like lonely or whatever it's a way for them to get that experience of like of just someone who cares about alpha. you talking to you right yeah, what's what's like the alpha, alpha thing right? i don't get the alpha thing no what's like that? like you're the master like you're you're like for this moment this person you are the man uh, of the house is your life like this 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 customer that this girl is serving she is she is your servant. That's the idea. Oh, it's a servant kind of thing. It's that submissive. It's like literally. Yeah, it's, it's like that kind of submissive, not submissive in a well, sexual. The, the, no, the place I went to was very much. But Bren um, apparently walked into the, the fucking Twilight Zone. Uh, this shit. Oh, so yeah, you was were. This was the like I went dominant to. pirates. Well, yeah, kind of like a dominant pirate. And she would, but she would, they would still chat with you. Right. And right. I was looking through the book of stuff you can get. And you can get like. It's like the menu. A, yeah, the menu was like. <laughs> A picture of your favorite captain, <laughs> and they sign it, and like that, and then it's like you're not allowed to be in the picture though, and no touching. See, always the, no touching. Uh, here's the thing: I, I kind of like this idea because no, what capitalism is so bad at is being able to address human needs. Like it's good at being able to provide material stuff for people to be happy about, but it's. It's quite bad at incentivizing companies to create uh, solutions for people who are unhappy or lonely or something like that. So I kind of like that there's uh, an attempt at a solution for people who are lonely. Because there's there, there's no product you can buy that's uh, been driven by the market in the US to try and help your loneliness. You can buy as much as you want, but it ain't going to actually buy, like, help. buy AI boxes. <laughs> so you're talking to an AI box. So, so I like the idea of it, but it's I don't like at all the idea of somebody being forced to interact in a um like subservient manner. Well, not even that. Just being forced to interact in like um if someone's no, not it, genuine, it doesn't solve the loneliness issue, does it? Like well, you need a bit of. But that's not the experience that they want. They sure. want. To f- they want you to have to talk to them. Yeah. So that's that's why this experience. I feel like there's a nugget work. of a good idea in there. There's a nugget of a good idea. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a I bit guess like so. it's like super casual therapy, right? It's like super casual role yeah. play friendly therapy, yeah. which which would make sense if it was properly executed. I feel, and maybe it is properly executed within Japanese culture, and we just don't understand it very well. Therapy. There are but different also... kinds of therapy. Oh well, yeah. Not no, everyone needs right. to hear that they're a god. <laughs> well, master. yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I don't mean but the master part also... of it. though. I just mean like if you could buy a conversation, that would be 
a good thing as long as it was a genuine conversation sure. you but can also you're... um you could also in the same maid cafe pay ten dollars for them to slap you <laughs> and it came with <laughs> see did you the, do this the, that's, no, I that's the I nugget know. of the good idea because we'll open a place and call it overwatch time <laughs> oh yeah and we'll uh... slap them with belts <laughs> Oh my, oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, yeah. who? Wait, people paid for this? Yeah. So I didn't see anyone there pay for it, but I got drunk enough in the night that I was telling Wolf we need to go back and record maybe in slap. Yeah. Why didn't you do it? Uh, Wolf didn't want to go back. <laughs> it fair. was so. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. It was so yeah, weird. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, sometimes you just need to get slapped. And I, Bren sometimes yeah. needs to get slapped. I feel like that's, that's a very. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. Like, th- th- this is going to be the dumbest thing I said this entire podcast. <laughs> but Go for I've it. never been in a fist fight, right? Like, yeah. where I grew up, people did cheap shit. Like, they did shit that's not allowed in, like, UFC fights. Like, they, they went for the balls, for the eyes. You know, they fucking <laughs> dragged people, hair, and all that kind of shit. <laughs> they went you know? for the eyes? Yeah. Jesus, that is brutal. Yeah, so it was, it's a fucked up place. Blue, I tell you. <laughs> what the fuck? Bro, I've never been in a proper. It's like that in hood. Don't. I've never been in a proper fist fight. You know, like the videos you see. And I'm like, at some point in my life, I just want to be in a fist fight. Nah, I'm good, honestly. No, because it's it's. (laughs) Although it's a shitty experience to fucking get swollen because you've been fucking punched in the fucking nose or something. Like it's obviously shit. But the experience, I'm really growing fond of the idea that you have to experience as much shit as possible in life to grow as a person for personal growth. Do like, you think you have to experience having books? your toenails ripped off in order to be a better person? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh, my no. God. You're fucking, no, I hate you because you, you, you I can't argue with you. I, I just think that a lot of people, they've dropped wisdom on me in the past and like told me about ideas and theories. But it's so hard to embrace those theories and grow as a person unless you've actually lived it and messed up yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, and yeah, so I understand. And so I, I, I feel like I want to, I, I want to, like, I'm not pursuing being a fist fight, and I'm not looking to fight <laughs> someone. But if someone's being that's a fucking Johnny's asshole getting, to That's me, why Johnny's drinking so much. He's determined to no. get in a fist fight in K-Town. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if someone was being a genuine asshole and just, like, was looking to fight me, like, I wouldn't run away because I'd be like, meh. Tonight's the night. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's see where it goes. Dude, the, the, the bad thing about that, though, Johnny, is that people can have knives or guns or all sorts. Like, getting in a fist fight is not you just America- getting yeah, in the, a fist the thing fight. Is because you know? I'm not looking for the fight. I get to pick my opponent. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can choose. Do I want to run away from this obviously dangerous person? Do I want to avoid any kinds of, like, lethal weapons? Is this the kind of person that would have lethal weapons? Or it's just, just a drunk moron that I could easily just outreach because I'm tall. So you're looking just... for a drunk no, moron I'm not to looking. slap around. I'm not looking. I'm <laughs> hey telling guys, you, I'm not, not pursuing this. Drunk moron to I'm slap not looking. around in LA if you guys want but to slap him around. It's, it's particularly bad, though, as well, because you could be deported. That's true, actually, yeah. That's yeah. True. In the US, like, yeah. If you want a fist fight, why don't you go boxing or yeah, do some yeah, jujitsu? Yeah, well, jujitsu is no, wrestling, because... isn't it? Not wrestling, but it's like no, that's grappling. Like playing mini golf to normal golf. No, boxing is I, and actually, boxing is a great way to get in shape. No, MMA. Yeah, get in shape. No, isn't yeah, MMA sure. like, smacking wanna, the crap out of people? Martial... 
it's but it's it's not the same kind of no, like adrenaline fight someone outside of a experience. bar that's what you want to do so hey everyone if you're in case because that's real life that's real go life. and fight jonathan larson outside <laughs> in a bar no get no. drunk he wants to fight you, you. can't oh, miss him no. he's six foot seven towers above everyone go <laughs> i'm just i'm perfect just saying, for the uppercut like, going to like boxing practice he's wearing a turtleneck <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, I get what you're saying. It's just ridiculous. going going to a boxing practice. Uh, it's like playing FIFA instead of playing soccer in real life. No, no, because you're still getting hit. Johnny. Brent, can you turn on a damn light in your? Yeah, feet? I don't know what the fuck's going on with my. Head. And also, I I don't want a concussion from the gloves, like the cushion boxing. Gloves. Yeah, actually, it can be much more dangerous to uh, to do boxing against people who are ridiculously powerful because. The, and it's the, not more ridiculous to fight a person outside of a bar in the yeah. middle of the street. Yeah, I mean, yes, that is ridiculous. With all the elements that are around you, cars, yes, that's ridiculous. A, a knife, yep. you're in LA, it can be a gun. I can't reiterate enough how I'm not pursuing to fight. <laughs> I don't want to fight anyone. Hey, everybody. But sometimes you just find yourself in a position in life that you didn't expect to find yourself in, and you just kind of have to say, fuck it. I got into a fight one time. Did you? Yeah. How old yeah, were you? When I was younger. I was a kid. Johnny, that's a lot to unpack there, though. So we're going to just gonna save it for next time. <laughs> that's it for us. That's the Foreheads Podcast. Foreheads 2020. Make sure you guys are out there. You subscribe to us on YouTube. You can give us a follow on Spotify. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review. We'll read it in the next episode. Make sure it's good or else Johnny might want to fight you. And <laughs> that could very well be the reality we live in. Uh, hashtag Forest 2020, baby. We're done. Peace. 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 We are spent. Goodbye.